Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, broadcasting live from the NYC. It is Wednesday, May 30th. 2018. For the next hour, I'm going to bring you the latest celebrity and entertainment news on Roseanne Barr, Morgan Freeman, Tiffany Haddish, Pusha T, Nas, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. The average time a resume spends on an HR manager's desk is seven seconds, and most of them are tossed aside. Now imagine if one of those resumes belonged to Yasmin, who was living in a shelter, juggling three jobs. I had to be resilient. That's something that you can't teach. We rely so much on a resume, yet it could never tell the full story of someone who had to be independent and take initiative. And that's how I handle every project I get. Discover new ways to develop great talent at gradsoflife.org. Brought to you by Grads of Life and the Ad Council. I wasn't prepared to be a caregiver to mom. I had no idea how hard it would be and what I would need to know. Things I never thought of, like how to improve her mood and ways for me to stay positive. Luckily, I found the Caregiving Resource Center from AARP. It had articles about the basics, but also information about the hurdles I was facing. Caregiving Resource Center at aarp.org slash caregiving. Articles, tips, and tools to help you both care for your loved one and care for yourself. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. When is the best time to talk to your family about staying in touch during a disaster? When the unthinkable happens? Or is the best time perhaps today? Go to nyc.gov slash readyny or call 311 and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by New York City Emergency Management and the Ad Council. Another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If this is your first time tuning into the show, welcome. If you want to make sure you don't miss another episode of That's Entertainment, make sure you click on the follow-up button on top of the show page. That way it will send you a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. The call-in number is 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. That's 347-637-2656 and press the number 1. Also, like us on Facebook. Just go to www.facebook.com slash thatsentertainment.radio. Follow us on Twitter at thatsentertainment one You can also follow me on Twitter at Stiletto14, Stiletto like the shoe, S-T-I-L-E-T-T-O, and the number 14. And most importantly, follow me on Instagram. Just go to T. Jones Gibbs. That's T-J-O-N-E-S-G-I-B-B-S. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a cloudy 69 degrees. Before I get started with the first story of the day, I'd like to give a shout-out to everyone that's listening on the phone lines, on your laptop, on your computers. Thank you for joining me here on this Wednesday afternoon afternoon and if you want to know more about the show again follow us here on that's block talk radio just click on the follow-up button follow us on uh, twitter and also like us on facebook remember we broadcast every wednesday afternoon between 1 to 2 p.m eastern here on btr so how's everyone week going on so far we just had memorial day I hope you had a, a well-rested uh, break and also to think about uh, all the soldiers that we lost. Uh, this, you know, this week had a major, major uh, upset. Uh, we, You just heard about the cancellation of Roseanne Barr's show on ABC. We're going to be talking about that. Uh, you know, how – I mean – she claims she uh, she went to apologize on Twitter uh, to because she had made a racist tweet about a, a President Obama, former President Obama's former aide Valerie Jarrett, saying that about uh, she tweeted that uh, 
Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Apes had a baby equal VJ. Now, Jared, who was on a special edition of MSNBC show yesterday, uh, they had a um, a town hall called um, Everyday Racism in America, and she took it like a champ, uh, Valerie Jarrett. She was saying that she was fine. Uh, it didn't bother her, but she did address it as a teaching moment. But what about other people who don't have the support system like she have, you know, who goes through this every day, all day, who, you know, who are alone in dealing with this? You know, this is the ugly this is the ugly scar of America. You know, I I remember a couple of years ago I was saying how I had this friend, she was from um, Paris, and she was here uh, working here in New York, only temporary. And, um, you know, we had a discussion about, uh, you know, the difference between the different countries, how they deal with racism. And I was just plain out told her, you know, America, United States of America is one of the racist countries in the world because we have this ugly, ugly history of it. And, you know, this whole I, – I, I'm, I'm glad that ABC did the right thing to cancel her show. We have to make an example of people like her, Roseanne Barr, and all these racists walking around here. We have to make a, a example that this stuff cannot be tolerated no more. And a lot of times, you know, people were saying, well, it's the current climate, the political climate that we're in because of a certain president that's in the White House who has a history of that same kind of thinking. And, of course, we know that Roseanne Barr made no, no, um, she she just put it out there that she was a Trump supporter, and she she put that uh, same conservative attitude into her show. And then you see Trump, the same man who uh, praised her uh, for her excellent uh, ratings, and he put out the numbers out there, but this was the same man that also had called Roseanne Barr name, called her, talked about her way, just like he did with Rosie O'Donnell. Now all of a sudden, now she's supportive of yours. Now you got you singing her praises. Now, since this backlash, you haven't heard one peep out of Donald Trump. Not one peep. Um, you know, some people said that uh, that ABC canceling the show. Uh, was a little too late because there there, there was red flags there. Uh, again, the president of ABC, Shannon Dungy, who happens to be a black woman, said, quote, Roseanne's tweet statement is abhorrent, repugnant, and inconsistent with our values, and we decide to cancel her show, unquote. Now, this is not the first time Roseanne had said these uh, tweets. Uh, she has a history of racial tweets, especially women who are uh, are liberal. Uh, let's get get the numbers. Thirty million people watch this show, and again, she puts a lot of her political views into the show. They projected ABC projected that her show would make sixty million in the first season. So there was a lot of money behind this show. Uh, the viewership, 30 million people watched this show. And it did so well because it was a reboot of a show that ha- they had had before. It was off the air, and now they decided to reboot. 30 million people watched this show. And some people said it had a lot to do with her being a conservative and that a lot of people who voted for Donald Trump watch this show. But, um, again, she has a history of saying certain racial tweets like this. Uh, she referred to Clinton, um, Hillary Clinton, as a, a, a Jew hater. Uh, she had issues with Chelsea Clinton, uh, you know, marrying um, her husband. You know, all these all these things. She even had a problem um, 
with another advisor uh, of President Obama, Susan Rice. She had a, a problem with her uh, saying that she was uh, an ape. You know, she was a man actually with uh, with with big swinging with big eight balls. I mean, this is hard. this is the history of Roseanne Barr. Now we going it back to again. You know, I'm going all over the place, but again, this is the same woman that when she had did the national anthem. First of all, she is not a singer. She, you know, when you hear the national anthem, it's supposed to bring you to you the way you sing. It's supposed to bring you to tears and all that. She jacked up the national anthem, and then when everybody booed her, she flipped everyone the bird and she spit on the on the mound. But Colin Kaepernick disrespected the flag. He disrespected the national anthem. If that's not disrespect. I don't know what it is, but nobody said anything about that. Um, in 2009, uh, Roseanne Barr also posed in a photo shoot for Haib magazine. I hope I'm saying that right. Where she dressed as Hitler, and she was uh, in the kitchen, and she had these little uh, gingerbread men. Uh, they, she was pulling out this tray of the burnt gingerbread men that were human shaped, and they were called Jew cookies out of the oven. And the side tower, the, the the magazine said that it that the costume was Roseanne Barr's idea. So she has a history of this. It was just a matter of time. And a lot of celebrities, you know, just think of the people that, you know all the people that work behind the show, and also, too, Wanda Sykes, comedian and actress Wanda Sykes, who was a consultant on the show, uh, when she heard about the tweet, she said, I'm done. I'm out of here. I'm not working. I'm quitting the show. She said, I'm out of here. Wanda Sykes said, when she first heard the tweet, she said, I'm done with this show. So, it was it was just a domino effect. After that, then uh, Roseanne Barr apologized because she, this was her excuse. She first thought that um, that uh, Valerie Jarrett was uh, she thought she was a white woman first. Then she thought she was Jewish. She didn't realize she was African American. <laughs> yeah, right. Then she now she blaming it on um, uh, she was taking some kind of uh, medicine, and so she blaming on that. Then she she apologized out the wazoo, and then said she was getting off Twitter, and now she's back on Twitter. It's just it was just a matter of time. I'm 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 thankful that ABC stepped in. Did, without hesitation, but a lot of people did criticize ABC to say, you know what, the red flags were there. Um, you should have known, you know, it because she has this history and that there are certain things on the show where she showed herself, her true self. And people were saying, you know, how can ABC air this show? But uh, let's get down to... Uh, the real deal, the whole story in in this entirely. Again, Roseanne Barr went on a racist Twitter tirade on Tuesday, and in doing so, the self-proclaimed heroine of blue-collar values guaranteed a pink slip for everyone on her show. Now, uh, Roseanne Barr's most toxic tweet was directed at Valerie Jarrett, an African-American woman born in Iran who was one of President Obama's most senior advisors. Again, she tweeted, Muslim Brotherhood and Planet of the Eight had a baby equal VJ. In response to, uh, that's what she called Valerie Jarrett. Within hours, ABC pulled the plug on the recent revival of Barr's uh, sitcom, which finished its highly anticipated reboot season last week and was due to return back in the fall with 13 more episodes. Now, uh the president, again, Shannon Dungy, who happens to be a black woman, said in a statement that Roseanne's Twitter statement is abhorrent, repugnant, and inconsistent with our values, and we had decided to cancel our show. And remember, Disney bought ABC, 
and you know what Disney represents. It's a family. They're about family. They're about all American. Uh, they they care about everybody. Remember, Disney is this family company. So Disney CEO Bob Eager, he quickly praised the move, tweeting, quote, there was only one thing to do here, and that was the right thing. Now, several of Barr's co-stars said that they were heartbroken, but they refused to offer any public support for their on-screen matriarch. Actor Michael Fishman, who plays uh, the son, DJ Connor, this is what he said. He said, quote, I feel devastated, not for the end of the Roseanne show, but for all of those who pour their hearts and soul into our jobs. Now, Michael Fishman, he spoke out after the 65-year-old conservative actress was not att- who not only attacked Jared, but also got in the Twitter war with Chelsea Clinton, referring to the former first daughter as Chelsea Soros Clinton, a reference to billionaire George Soros, a major donor to liberal causes. And Chelsea Clinton quickly shut that down. She said, I'm not married to... <laughs> She said, "That's wrong. That's not. That's I'm not married to no George Soros." Now, Roseanne Barr, who is Jewish, said that Soros is a Nazi who turned his fellow Jews to be murdered in German concentration camps and stole their wealth. I'm sorry, she corrected him. She corrected Roseanne Barr, Chelsea Clinton. Now, Soros spokesman slammed the statement as insulting to the victim of the Holocaust. Meanwhile, um, Donald Trump Jr., he retweeted two of Barr's posts regarding Soros. Now, later to, uh, yet later yesterday, uh, she again, Roseanne, expressed remorse for her tweet, but also tried to explain it away by saying she was uh, ambient tweeting. While her show cancellation shocked some, Barr's no stranger, like I said, to polarizing and offensive comments. She even, last month, she tweeted, uh, she accused the the high school students in Florida, the Parkland High School shooting survivor, David Hogg, of giving a Nazi salute as, at an event. This is how crazy and insane this woman is. She previously peddled links to videos pushing the thoroughly debunked Pizzagate conspiracy that claimed Hillary Clinton and her campaign chairman, John Podesta, were using a Washington, D.C. pizza restaurant for a child trafficking ring. Now, Barr also referred to Clinton aide uh, Human Abedin as a filthy Nazi whore, and in 2013 she said in a tweet that former National Security Advisor Susan Rice, again, saying is a man with big swinging eight balls. This is Roseanne Barr. Uh, you know, it's just, you know, she even, um, even, even, uh, spokeswoman Sarah Huckabee Sanders, the media even asked her where she dodged questions about, uh, bar shocking comments and about the show demise, um, she said that we have a lot bigger things going on in the country. So she just dodged that altogether, um, after ABC asked the, her the new episodes of Roseanne, the show's original nine-season run that got pulled from both Hulu and Viacom stable of cable channels, including TV Land and CMT, they canceled all of the Roseanne Roseanne uh, syndicated shows on no streaming service, and even Roseanne Barr management team had dropped her. So all her shows, all of the syndicated shows, they're gone. Everything's dropped. Everything. And this, and and I'm so glad because you know I have friends who like this show, but we have to set an example that this cannot be tolerated. You know, you make a lot of big excuses about oh, it was the drugs talking, or I was under the influence. No, because you have a history of doing this kind of thing. So it was just a matter of time, and I'm glad that ABC just cut cut ties. We have to set the example, and any other show or any other piece, you know. You think because you're uh, a celebrity and you have great ratings and you pull in money that your action doesn't account for 
what you say or what you do and how it affects people around you, the company, whatever. And I'm so glad that ABC just said, you know, we're not going to tolerate. And because the president of ABC having to be a black woman, it was quick and it was swift. It was quick and it was swift. So, uh, you know, I'm glad that they came in and did that. Uh, right now, we uh, it's 20 minutes after the hour. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibb, where every week I broadcast and bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. Uh, we're also going to be talking about uh, Morgan Freeman. You know, he's the latest. Uh, with the allegations about uh, sexual misconduct, well, he uh, CNN broke put the story out, but now Morgan Freeman is asking his lawyers to retract on the story. Yep, I'll tell you more about that. Uh, the ex-husband of comedian Tiffany Haddish, he's suing her for defamation. I'm going to tell you more about this. And uh, Nas, he uh, quit his gig in Las Vegas after doing 10 minutes, ten after putting 10 minutes in, I'll tell you why he quit uh, his gig. Uh, also, uh, Pusha T and Drake Beef is back on. You know, they have a history of this beef uh, that stems a couple of years ago, how Pusha T claims that uh, Drake doesn't write his rhymes and that he has this uh, baby from this uh French stripper, or it's just crazy. So, without further ado, let's start with the most talked about stories of the day. Hit it! All right, well. Morgan Freeman, lawyer, has asked CNN to retract its report about sexual misconduct allegations against the actor. The 10-page legal letter obtained by The Hollywood Reporter is addressed to Jeff Zucker, who's the president of CNN, and claimed that the story had defamed and inflicted serious injuries on Freeman's reputation and career. In the May 24th CNN report, eight women accused Freeman of sexual misconduct, describing multiple incidents of the actor's alleged inappropriate behavior throughout his career. In all, 16 people spoke to the news outlet as part of the investigation, eight witnesses and eight who claimed to be victims. CNN Entertainment reporter Chloe Malas who co-authored the article with An Fung, was the only victim who spoke on the record. Now, as previously reported by uh, the Hollywood Reporter, Freeman Revelation co-founder McCreary was on the receiving end of controversy a controversial commentary by Freeman during a 2016 produced by panel when the actor commented about McCreary's outfit. At the time, the THR reporter observed that McCreary did not visibly react to the comment, but a former Revelation executive told CNN in the report that McCreary was upset. Meanwhile, the blast is reporting that several of Freeman's accusers had consulted lawyers about possible legal actions against the actor. One of his accusers had reportedly spoken with Gloria Outred, Outred, the women's right attorney who had brought cases against Weinstein and Bill Cosby. Sources said that the other alleged victim had begun the process of hiring lawyers and that more women are preparing to come forward with accusations against Freeman. The actor issued an apology following the report, but later claimed it was wrong to equate the alleged incidents with sexual assault complaints like the one made against Harvey Weinstein, Charlie Rose, and others. Consequences were swift after the report. Vancouver Public Transportation System and Visa dropped marketing campaigns with the actor, while SAG and AFTRA said it was reconsidering the actor's Lifetime Achievement Award. In his statement issued on Friday, Freeman retaliated his initial apology to anyone he might have upset, however, unintentionally by indulging in misplaced compliments of humor, but also wrote that he was devastated that his life work might be undermined by the accusation. 
He also added, quote, I also want to be clear. I did not create unsafe work environments. I did not assault women. I did not offer empowerment or advancement in change for sex. Any suggestion that I did so is completely false, unquote. And the ex-husband of actress, comedian Tiffany Haddish is suing her for defamation after she claimed in her best-selling memoir that he abused her. According to TMZ, William Stewart has filed a lawsuit over her allegation of domestic violence in the 2017 memoir, The Last Black Unicorn. Stewart is gunning for his ex-wife, the book co-author Tucker Max, and the publisher Simon & Schuster for libel, slander, and defamation. In the book, Haddish details how he was physically violent towards her during the marriage. She also claimed that her ex-husband, who isn't named in the book, may have caused the death of their unborn child. Haddish and Stewart were married for five years after first tying the knot in 2008. Stewart denied all the allegations of violence and said that they lost the baby because Haddish had an abortion. Stewart is asking for more than $1 million in damages. And uh, the Pusha T and Drake Beef has taken on a new face. On Tuesday night, the Bronx-born rapper hit back at the Toronto artist in a diss track titled The Story of Adidon, which includes mention of porn star Sophie Brousseau, who claimed Drake fathered her child. Drake had long denied that he had a, has a baby with French artist and porn actress, who still claims that the Toronto rapper is the father of her child. And according to TMZ, Brousseau had documented her pregnancy on Instagram, cumulating with a pic of baby Adonis himself, the baby's name Adonis. Um, the story of Adidon who who also came with accompanying photos of Drake in blackface taken by a Canadian photograph uh, photographer by the name of David Lies who has the photo on his per, uh his professional website as well now Drake was born to a black father and a white Jewish mother who divorced when he was 5 uh, late Tuesday evening, Pusha T posted on Instagram that the social media site had removed the artwork from its account because a third party reported that the content infringes or otherwise violate their rights. Drake and Pusha T have been feuding musically since 2016, most recently ignited when the Bronx rapper called out his competition for allegedly using a ghostwriter on his songs. And Nas quit his gig in Las Vegas after just 10 minutes because he was allegedly drunk. The hip-hop star was at the Palms Casino Resort on Friday, May 25th for the opening of the Apex Social Club and took to the stage to try and perform his track, It Ain't Hard to Tell, which samples Michael Jackson's song, Human Nature. Video footage obtained by TMZ shows Nas barely able to keep his eyes open as he stumbled and slurred through the set. He talked to two women before trying to dance on stage before breaking off and laughing. Nas then tells the women he can barely hear himself speak and decide to call it a night. The rapper has yet to comment on the video. Last month in an interview with HollywoodUnlocked.com, the rapper's ex-wife, singer Khalees, accused him of mentally and physically abusing her during their marriage. Khalees and Nas are currently locked in the custody battle over their 8-year-old son, Knight, and in the interview she hit out at her ex for allegedly not being uh, consistent at, uh, about spending time with their son. And Jenna Dewin du, uh, uh, has revealed that her split from estranged husband, Shannon Tatum, has nothing to do with their booming careers. The former couple announced its separation in April after nine years of marriage and followed the breakup rumors began circulating, suggesting that their busy work schedule caused the split, but Jenna insists their professional lives were not an issue in the marriage. Jenna signed on to host hit U.S. TV competition World of Dance in 2017, and she is happy to be focused on creative projects in her new life as a single woman. Jenna reveals she started thinking about branching out years before her separation from Shannon when she was in Peru working with a nonprofit, Plant Med.
And Ariana Grande spent her Memorial Day weekend with comedian Pete Davidson as they were seen roasting marshmallows together in a short Instagram story. Ariana shared to her 120 million followers on Monday night. The video indicated that they are officially dating. The black and white video saw Ariana and Pete sitting next to each other at the corner of a fire pit. The short video didn't feature their faces or words. They were only Pete's there was only like Pete's tattoo hand and Ariana perfectly manicured hand, which was seen very close to each other while holding skewers with flaming marshmallows. Earlier this month, people reported that the pair were seeing each other. A source told people that their relationship just started and it's very casual. This wasn't the first time the pop singer who recently broke up with ex-boyfriend Mac Miller had dropped a hint about her relationship with Pete. Ariana posted a selfie on her Instagram account on Saturday, May 26th with the caption, Last night, boy, I met you when I was asleep. You're such a dream to me. On the other side, the Saturday Night Live star who was diagnosed with uh, borderline personality disorder defended his relationship with Ariana after some trolls said that they shouldn't be dating because the singer, uh, he shouldn't be dating the singer for he has health problems. But Pete wrote on his Instagram account saying, quote, I've been hearing a lot of people with, uh, with, these, uh, with these comments about that I can't be in a relationship. I just want to let you know that's not true. Just because someone has a mental illness does not mean they can't be happy and in a relationship. It doesn't mean that the person makes the relationship toxic. Everyone is different, and there are a lot of treatments for mental illness, and I have done, and I'm doing them, unquote. Right now we have here 29 minutes uh, left remaining in the show. I'm going to go and take a music break. Uh, when we come back, oh, we got uh, oh, we got some interesting stories coming up. Uh, we got the the results of the new Star Wars spinoff. Uh, it didn't do so well at the box office. I'll tell you why. Also, uh, Whitney Houston Estate, uh, the officials, they are extremely disappointed with Kanye West, and I'll tell you why, because he uh, happened to bought a photograph, a bathroom photo of some drug paraphernalia that was in Whitney Houston's bathroom, and he wants to use it as the cover art of Pusha T's new album. I'll tell you more about that. Also, um, a man collapsed at Kevin Hart's comedy show over the weekend. I'll tell you what happened. And also, um, uh, Prince has property in the Turks and Caicos, and I'll tell you what's going to happen to that. All those stories and more coming up in the next half hour, so stay tuned.
Entertainment news and pop culture every Wednesday afternoon with the host Tammy Jones Gibbs right here on Block Talk Radio. Right now we got 22 minutes left remaining in the show. That was new music for my girl Jessie J and the Real Deal. Before we went to the music break, I was telling you about uh, the the uh, the spinoff to the new Star Wars, well, it was struggling it this weekend. Uh, it, it struggled to hit the North American box office prediction after earning a projected t- uh, $101.1 million over the Memorial Day weekend. And we're talking about from May 24th to May 28th. Solo, a Star Wars story, was expected to rank in 130 to 150 million domestically, about 300 million globally. But the star-studded movie is now expected to just squeak past 100 million in North America and 148.3 million worldwide. According to the Hollywood Report, the film had earned 65 million overseas. It also lagged behind the most current standalone Star Wars movie, Rogue One, a Star Wars story, which opened with 155 million in North America in 2016. The movie release only comes a mere five months after Star Wars The Last Jedi. Meanwhile, Deadpool 2 will earn a projected $53.5 million in its second weekend, bringing its domestic total to $218.2 million. And Avengers Affinity War is continuing to break records by surpassing Star Wars The Last Jedi and The Avengers are becoming the sixth top-grossing film in North America with a projected $621.7 million. The black the blockbuster has earned over 1.9 billion globally. 
and Whitney Houston state officials are extremely disappointed with Kanye West over his use of the tragic singer's drug den bathroom photo for the cover of Pusha T's new album. The controversial rapper spent $85,000 to license her image on the How Will I Know singer's lavatory, which was covered with drug paraphernalia for the use of Pusha T's Diona album, which Kanye produced. The Trouble Snap, which was first published by the National Enquirer in 2006, drew ire from fans, prompting Houston cousin Damon Elliott to speak out publicly in defense of his late relative after the album dropped last Friday, May 25th, and now a state official has chimed in to express their upset. Houston died of accidental drowning and complications related to drug use in 2012. A representative tell ET Online the state executives that they are extremely disappointed in Kanye's choice to use the image from one of the darkest corners of the singer's drug-addicted past. Proving that the family of the late Whitney Houston is not exactly unified as far as Kanye West and Pusha T using the infamous drug paraphernalia bathroom photo, Gary Michael Houston is not on the same page with the other on the other part of the clan. Uh, in other words, he doesn't have a problem with the photo being used on the cover of Pusha T upcoming Daytona album. The 31-year-old son of Whitney Houston's older brother, Michael, told Good Morning America via a statement Saturday that Whitney Houston fans should direct their anger at the family member, Tina Brown, Bobby's Brown aunt, who first snapped the 2006 photo. It was then sold and originally published in the National Enquirer. And the lone remain property owned by Prince is now up for sale. A New York auction house is taking sealed bids on an island villa owned by the late singer in Turks and Caicos, and this is according to the Star Tribune. The 5.74-acre property is surrounded by waters on three sides and includes several buildings with more than 10,000 square feet. There are two private beaches, a marina, and a long winding driveway that Prince painted purple right after he bought the property in 2011. Prince paid an estimated 10.5 Five million for the property, which has been built by a British family as a retreat in the early 2000s. He then bought two adjacent lots for an additional 2.5 million to assure his privacy. The property is expected to fetch at least 15 million at auction, based on the last two big sales in the area. A house on a 4.5 acre parcel sold for 7.625 million, and a house on 5.38 acres on Parrot. Clay, uh, K sold for $17 million, $2.5 million less than the asking price. Now, the sealed bill auction ends on July 12 to give prospective bidders time to visit the property. Bidders must provide proof of funds and a $100,000 registration deposit. And a man collapsed Saturday night at Kevin Hart Comedy Show at Boardwalk Hall in Atlantic City, New Jersey. According to the New York Post, he fell to the floor and began to have a seizure. A source explained that the man seemed to be having a seizure and was foaming at the mouth. Now, New England Patriots owner Robert Kraft helped him up and alerted security. The unidentified man seemed to have quickly recovered as he was spotted backstage after the show eating chicken. Wow! Thank God for uh, Kev, uh, uh, thank God for Robert Kraft. He happened to be there and was able to provide assistance. And the rumor and whispering that has been swirling for months about whether Kenya Moore would be fired from the Real Housewives of Atlanta for her alleged deceit might be accurate. According to sources who spoke to Straight from the A, Moore has officially had her coveted peach snatch. As previously reported, the Detroit-born beauty queen has been caught in a web of lies that have worn thin with Bravo execs. She uh, She's enraged uh, the Real Housewives of Atlanta producers last summer when she wed businessman Mark Daly in an ultra-private Caribbean-style ceremony and failed to inform her employers about it, nor did she invite Bravo honchos or her castmate to the island event. 
Furthermore, many uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta fans are currently debating about whether Moore is even pregnant or if she's pretending to be as a way to manufacture a storyline and remain employed by Bravo. Now, according to Straight from the A, with the cast assembled for a mandatory cast meeting for season 11, Moore was not present. Now, the source also claimed that Moore might be demoted to friend of the show, but fans of the show know her ego won't settle for a part-time role. So far, the cast members who have been invited back include Cynthia Bailey, Nene Leakes, Candy Burris, and Portia Williams, Eva Marcel, who is currently in the friend status, as well as part-timer Marlo Hampton and Shamia Martin. They could claim Kenya Moore's peach and get bumped up to full-time players on the series. And Ava DuVernay got to spend some quality time with her musical idol thanks to the generosity and connection of another one of her idols, Oprah Winfrey. That's right, the filmmaker has had a long time, a lifelong devotion to Irish rock star Bono and his group U2. So their mutual homegirl sprung into action, surprising her film, a Wrinkle in Time director, with an up-close and personal experience with the singer. The director of Selma also shared a pic from her Bono encounter, revealing she has loved Bono and U2 since she was a girl. DuVernay also thanked Oprah for arranging her dream moment, adding she knew the get-together with her hero would make her heart shine and shimmer and sing. Oh, that was so nice. It's so so nice to have well-connected, rich friends. Fourteen minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go ahead and take another music break. And when we come back, I'm going to give you the last remaining stories of the day. So don't go anywhere. Jump 
p.m. My mind's telling me one thing, but I guess I should listen to my heart. That was from newcomer Ella Mai in Booed Up. She sounds like, uh, you know who she sounds like to me? Um, another British singer, uh, Marsha Ambrosius, who we know uh, who's always been, uh, she's not only a singer but also an excellent songwriter. Um, so, yeah, that's the, that's the new music from Ella Mai in uh, Booed Up from her EP, Ready. Right now we have uh, nine minutes left remaining in the show. And for the last stories for the week, uh, illusionist David Copperfield, he was found negligent but not financially responsible for a British tourist injury during a signature vanishing act that used participants from the audience of a Las Vegas strip show in 2013. Galvin Cox and his wife, Minhan Cox, alleged negligence by the multimillionaire magician, the MGM Grand Hotel, two Copperfield business entities, and a construction firm that was renovating the hotel. And a complex verdict reached after several weeks of testimony, but only about two hours of deliberation. The state civil court jury found negligence by Copperfield, the hotel, and Copperfield Company backstage disappearing, Inc. But jurors found no liability for each of those names the lawsuit and instead found Cox 100% responsible for his own injuries. The verdict means that the Coxes cannot seek um, monetary damages. Galvin Cox testified that he suffered brain and other injuries in a fall while Stan Hand urged him and others to run during an illusion that appeared to make as many as 13 audience volunteers disappear on stage and reappear moments later waving flashlights in the back of the theater. His lawyer, Benedict Morelli, told jurors during the closing argument that the trick was inherently dangerous and that Copperfield should be held partially liable for Cox's injuries. Four years ago, attorney estimated that Cox had that racked up more than $400,000 in medical bills. Uh, Copperfield lawyers lost a bid to close the courtroom to the public to prevent the closure of secrets about the illusion. At least 55,000 audience volunteers had taken part in the trick over 17 years, according to Copperfield and show executive producer Chris Kenner. Now, jurors learned that in about 60 to 90 seconds, stagehands with flashlight ushered the randomly chosen participant past dark curtains, down passageways, around corners, outdoors, and indoors and through an MGM Grand Resort kitchen to re-enter the theater for the show finale. This is according to the testimony. Cox, a former chef from Kent, England, said he fell hard on his right side and didn't remember getting up to finish the illusion in November 2013. Afterwards, Cox said he received medical treatment from paramedics and at a hospital for shoulder and other injuries. Two days later, he and his wife and a lawyer returned to the theater at the MGM Grand and filed an accident report. Copperfield testified that until Cox sued in August of 2014, he never knew of anyone getting hurt during nearly 20 years performing the illusion on tour and in Las Vegas. He said he stopped performing it in 2015. The magician said he didn't see construction dust on the ground when he passed through the same outdoor alley alone as part of another illusion about 10 minutes earlier. Cox's lawyer brought in three women who testified that they also were injured during the illusion over the years, including a Michigan school teacher who said she fell but finished with a bloody knee during a Copperfield performance about five months before Cox's fall. Wow. America Ferreira and her husband, Ryan Pierce Williams, congratulations, announced yesterday on Tuesday that they have welcomed their son, Sebastian, into the world. America Ferreira and her husband, Ryan Pierce Williams, announced that uh, they welcomed their son. And, uh, you know, they were married in June of 2011. And they celebrated their son's soon-to-be arrival with a baby shower in Los Angeles and Mars, surrounded by family and friends and her Ugly Betty co-stars. The Superstore uh, star first shared the news that she was expecting on New Year's Eve in an Instagram post that featured 2018 party glasses and a onesie. 
And Allison Mack, who co-stars in Smallville, is under house arrest at her parents' place in California while she fights Brooklyn federal charges of being a big shot in a salacious sex cult tucked inside the supposed self-help NXIVM organization. The terms of Max's $5 million bond put her under electronic monitoring and says she can only leave for certain reasons, like a trip across the country for a Brooklyn court date. Max's pretrial officers in California usually let defendants take off the electronic monitoring bracelet during airplane trips. Uh, that's what's according to the court papers. But that not flying with the feds in this case. Uh, on Tuesday, prosecutors asked the judge to sign off on her order requiring Mac to keep her assigned monitoring device even aboard a flight. Now, Mac's lawyer had no ob- objection to the continuous monitoring. Uh, Mac, who is a co-defendant of Keith Rainier, the, fe- the, the 57-year-old head of the NXIVM and the alleged cult most, uh, mastermind, they're due back in court on June 12th. And the makers of Sesame Street has sued a film studio over a raunchy upcoming movie featuring puppets engaged in acts that would make Big Bird blush. The Happy Time Murders, set to release on August 17, features comedian Melissa McCarthy cracking jokes alongside an explicit, profane, drug-using, misogynist, violent, copulating, and even ejaculating puppets. Sesame Workshop complained in a lawsuit filed in Manhattan Federal Court. Most concerning to the kid-friendly show is the slogan for the film, No Sesame, All Street. Even the trailer for The Happy Time Murder is R-rated. It shows puppets having sex in an office, shooting each other head off, and snorting ecstasy. Several puppets uh, proposition McCarthy's character for sex. Now, Sesame Street suit note that the Jim Henson Company, which created Muppets characters like Elmo, Big Bird, and Cookie Monster, is also involved in the Happy Time murders. Sesame Street has asked the STX Film Studio to drop any reference to Sesame Street, but the company has refused, to, and 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 uh, they said that Sesame Street fans have already mistakenly associated the, sh- the movie with the show. The No Sesame All Street tagline had confused and appalled viewers because of what they believe to be a serious breach of trust by Sesame by supporting this movie. This is what the suit says. Now, paper cite tweets from people who viewed the trailer, including I'll never look at the Muppet Sesame Street the same way, and some said that they were disgusted and disappointed that the movie even exists. Um there were emails included in the suit that note that Lisa Henson, who is the CEO of the Henson Company, is opposed to the Happy Time Murder tagline. The film is directed by Lisa's brother, Brian Henson. And in a statement attributed to the puppet's name, Fred Esquire, STX said that it loved the idea of working closely with Brian Henson and the Jim Henson Company to tell the untold story of the active lives of Henson's puppets when they're not performing in front of children. Happy Time Murder is the happy result of that collaboration. And they also said, while we're dis- disappointed that Sesame Street does not share in the fun, we are confident in our legal pre- pre- uh, proposition. And uh, they said that they look forward to introducing adult moviegoers to an adorable, unapologetic characters this summer. The suit seeks an order forcing the studio to drop the tagline and unspecified money damages. And Snoop Dogg is branching out in the kitchen. The 46-year-old rapper brought his infamous song to light over the weekend when his hip-hop singer Warren G and top chef winner Michael Voltia. Voltaggio brewed up a five foot tall, three foot wide gin and juice. Clocking in at 550 liters, the concoction was made up of 180 bottles of Hendrick gin, according to the Mercury News. And the enormous beverage was certified by the Guinness Book of World Records, which discreted the largest paradise cocktail. Now, Snoop Dogg's 1994 single off his Doggy Style album peaked at number 8 on the Billboard Hot 100 and was nominated for the 1995 Grammy Award for Best Rap Solo Performance. Wow. (laughs) Well, that will do it for me for this week. Tune in next time when we do it all over again. You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibbs. Have a great week. Stay safe. 
and I'll talk to you next time. Take care.